on the mic again it feels good to be able to speak um for those of you that follow me on my social media platforms you know that i've lost my voice the past week over my birthday weekend and thank you for everyone that wished me happy birthday um it feels good to be 29 years old and it was it was a good time so you know i'm back on recording and i've missed you guys i've missed being able to do my episodes. I am sorry. Thank you so much for being patient with me. And um, with this episode, I'm going to be speaking about anger. And anger is an emotion that seems to be more and more common with every day that passes by. Anger is one of the basic human emotions. It's an emotion that's tied to basic survival and it has been around since the beginning of times anger is related to the fight or flight or even freeze response of the sympathetic nervous system and it prepares humans to fight unfortunately anger has this very negative view you know when people think of anger it automatically becomes something negative And it's not that it's completely positive, you know, but anger is not always fighting as far as throwing punches at one another. It can also be like a motivation to change laws or enforce new behavioral norms. So you can use anger in a beneficial way, but of course it's not always the case. But either way, experiencing Frequent anger, so getting angry on a daily basis can ruin relationships and it can have a negative effect on our bodies in the long run. The release of the stress hormones that accompany anger can destroy neurons in areas of the brain associated with judgment and short-term memory. And in turn, it weakens the immune system. So the more anger you experience, the more sickness you will encounter. For me, growing up, and even now sometimes, definitely not as much as when I was younger, thank God, but I suffered from not knowing how to control my anger. It's one thing to be angry, and it's another not to know how to control it. Believe me, I know, and I'm embarrassed, but at the same time, I am mature enough to realize there was and slightly still is an issue in the department of controlling my anger. I grew up with not only trauma that made me angry, but I grew up witnessing and being exposed to more anger than I needed to be, more anger than I could even process at such a young age. And As much as I have tried to heal and grow completely out of my traumas, 
there still are some triggers. And one thing that triggers me is being accused of something I didn't do or being called something that I am not. I really can at times flip the script on whoever it is. And I'm not proud of it, but it's just growing up feeling as if I was the only one there to protect me. It has followed me into adulthood. Now, I'm not saying like my family wouldn't or couldn't protect me. I am just saying I was put into situations that did more harm than it did good. While in turn, it turned me into a rebel child. And I started to put myself into harmful situations. I knew I had anger issues when at the age of about 11 or 12, I kicked my mother trying to fight her off of me because I was getting reprimanded. And well, I didn't agree with having consequences for my actions. I felt I should be able to do whatever I want and not get into trouble. And well, my mother and my family, period, felt otherwise as they should. (laughs) I also fist fought my sister like three times and all of them were my fault. I was just out of control and anger was almost like my best friend. On top of turning to marijuana at a very, very young age, along with alcohol. And it wasn't not only to have fun, but I realized it calmed me at times. So with feeling the calmness more from the marijuana, I became a pothead. My anger was so out of control that I had to, well, I felt I had to get high all day in order to be normal. Marijuana was so much more easier for me to get my hands on than alcohol was. And I'm really grateful for that because I could have easily been an alcoholic at 13, 14 years old. So, and since I started working at the age of 14, I had the funds to get my drug of choice. But then I realized working, although it taught me so much and helped me form who I am today when it comes to my work ethic and my hustle. But being 14 with a job and having decent money to show for it and also having anger issues, it really just enhanced my attitude that I already had that I can do whatever I want. It enhanced that times 10. It still amazes me to know I live to see age 15, 18, and even 21, who I am today is by the grace of God and the prayers of others, especially my family. So for my family that's listening, thank you. Thank you so much. It's because of you and the grace of God that I am still here. But suffering from uncontrollable anger is just a stepping stone to hell, basically. It's not worth it. Even if you are able to control your anger, which I am very much better at it now, but I am not 100%. And Lord knows I pray to see 100% controlled anger from me because not only do I benefit from it, but so will my household. But even with controlling your anger, you still Feel the emotion. We all feel anger one day or another. Some people have road rage. 
Some people experience anger when they want a cigarette if they're a smoker or maybe you are standing outside of your door with groceries galore and your house key is nowhere to be found. Whatever the case may be, there will be a time you feel angry. The thing about anger is when you react to it, your reaction doesn't dissipate the anger. In fact, your reaction can reinforce and deepen your feeling of anger. If anger causes you to get violent with another being, then at that point, seeking a support group for anger management may be your best bet. And see, I didn't get any help like that when I was younger. I mean, I seen a counselor for behavioral health after my first suicide attempt, but as far as help with my anger, I didn't receive it. And I really do wish that I did. As an adult, I feel I would have had less anger issues if as a child and teenager, I would have had help. So please, if you are a parent of a child that has uncontrollable anger issues, get them some professional help. And please do not look at yourself as a bad parent or less of a parent for getting them help. Be thankful for getting them help and proud of yourself. It takes courage and strength. There's nothing wrong with help in any case because at some point in time, we all need help, whether it's with our emotions, with our finances, physically. However, don't have no shame in your gain. And yes, I said gain, not game, because our lives are nothing to play with. We are beautifully fragile human beings. Even the strongest human is fragile. Now, I'm no doctor, nor am I trying to diagnose anyone with anything. I just want to bring awareness that you may be experiencing something a little more than just anger depending on how you handle that emotion. There's something called dysfunctional anger, and it can be a symptom of manic episodes, borderline personality disorder, and or intermittent explosive disorder. See, the thing with anger, it doesn't require a formal diagnosis in order for it to be disruptive or even to benefit from help with its management. You yourself know if you have a problem whenever you experience anger or maybe an extreme level of anger because there are different levels and you losing your keys may cause a slight freak out moment, but it doesn't take you overboard like maybe catching your spouse cheating would. That type of anger is what explodes you into this person that is uncontrollable. My extreme anger moments lean towards having an intermittent explosive disorder, which falls in the category of impulse control disorder. So it's basically a failure to resist aggressive impulses, which leads to either assaulting someone, property damage, or verbal aggression in the form of like temper tantrums. And usually after an episode occurs, genuine regret is expressed 
you are extremely, or I know I am, extremely sorry and even embarrassed and very remorseful about the behavior that was expressed. Like I said earlier, I, I'm not proud to admit this flaw, but I know firsthand I am not the only one like me. So that's why I felt making this episode would benefit someone listening. I'm almost certain of it, unfortunately. But hey, we all need to own up and take charge of our bullcrap. Let's just be honest. The quicker you can be honest with yourself, the sooner you can work on yourself. The thing about intermittent explosive disorder is it begins in late childhood or adolescence. Hence to why I say I wish I had gotten help and how if your child is suffering from uncontrollable anger, get them help, please. This disorder can lead to later depression and anxiety and substance abuse. And if left to never be dealt with, it can cause a person to find themselves losing jobs left and right, being abusive in relationship, having financial problems, incarceration, or just other legal problems. I mean, the list goes on and on. So the point is we as a whole need to not allow ourselves or the ones closest to us to continue not working on fixing the problem. The cause of this disorder is a combination of biological and environmental factors. So growing up where explosive behavior and verbal and physical abuse are common, being exposed to violence way too early, and honestly, it's more common in men. And in my opinion, I feel it's because naturally women are more nurturing beings. So anger is the last thing that women want to feel or to even experience. Not that anyone truly wants the feeling of anger to travel with them on a daily basis, but men are naturally more aggressive. And that's just biology. Honestly, we were just born this way. It's common and there's nothing wrong with a woman being more nurturing and a man being more aggressive. And aggressive, again, just like anger, isn't necessarily just tied to something negative. It's the man is a protector. He's supposed to be the protector of the woman that he's with, right? So it's it's natural. Nothing, nothing wrong or trying to point fingers at anyone like, hey, women are better than men or nothing like that at all. We are definitely made for one another. I have two books that I want to mention. And one is an adult book and the other is a children's book. I have read both. And of course, reading the children's book with my children was done. So if you have children, please get this book. The first one is called Anger, Wisdom for Cooling the Flames by Tich Nhat Han, and I'm pretty sure I definitely pronounced that wrong, but it's spelled T-H-I-C-H. The middle name is N-H-A-T, and the last name is H-A-N-H. This book is filled with so much knowledge and logic from all aspects and perspectives. Like there's a part in the book where the author talks about 
how the food we consume most likely carries anger. Meaning if we eat chicken from a chicken that is caged and has to stay in one area or one spot all day and night, animal or not, anger is felt. Any living organism has feelings. So imagine standing in one spot all day and all night. Wouldn't you be angry? Wouldn't you be frustrated? So think of the chickens and even their eggs, and then we consume it. We eat anger, so then we express anger. The saying is, we are what we eat. It's a lot to break down, but this book does it in a profound way. And the examples that this book gives on all matters is, is just is beautifully written. My favorite part of the book, or one of my very favorite parts and most interesting was when it spoke about consuming anger through all of our senses, how it just breaks down all five senses and how it correlates with anger and just our emotions, period. It, it's just a really great book. So please download it, buy it. However, it's a must read. And the second book is titled My Anger by Isabel F. and Virginie L. Again, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but Isabel is I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E and her last name starts with the letter F. And Virginie is V-I-R-G-I-N-I-E and her last name starts with the letter L. The book had a lot of fun activities and pictures and it just helps discover what it means to be angry and why it happens to everyone and what are some better ways to handle it. Then there's actually parts for the parents or, you know, just the adults reading that gives information tools and tips for exploring the topic with children. So yeah, these two books, Anger and My Anger, please please read them. No matter male or female, whenever anger is felt, your thinking can get very exaggerated and overly dramatic. Anything that you can do to better assist yourself with this emotion, you need to do. Even if you frown upon getting professional help, I get it. I've heard it all my life from people like therapy. No, I don't need therapy. Therapy isn't for me. Therapy is for crazy people. Therapy this, therapy that. That's definitely somewhere where you should change your perspective, but it's not an argument. If that's how you truly feel and in your opinion, therapy is not for you, then hey, it's not for you. But where do you take control in your therapeutic life? Because you can give yourself therapy and it doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means, hey, I got something going on that I kind of need some assistance with. And if I feel I can do it on my own, I am. But you also need to seek your resources. So why not read? Why not research? Why not diagnose yourself? Figure out what you need to figure out about you so that you can change this department in your life. You need to get rid of it. You cannot be living as an adult and having uncontrollable scenarios with any emotion, especially with anger. Anger is the worst emotion that you can have that is not controlled. 
So when you have these overly dramatic and exaggerated thoughts, like for instance, instead of telling yourself, this is horrible, everything is ruined, nothing ever goes right, say to yourself, it's frustrating and it's understandable that I am upset about it, but it's not the end of the world and my anger isn't going to fix any of it anyways. Be careful with using words like never or always, whether you are talking about yourself or someone else, like you're always forgetting things or you never listen to anything. These two statements are not just inaccurate, they also serve to make you feel that your anger is justified and that there's no way to solve the problem. They also alienate and humiliate people who might be willing to work with you on a solution. Anger doesn't make anyone feel better. Logic is what defeats anger because anger, even when it's justified, can quickly become irrational. You have to use cold, hard logic on yourself. Remind yourself that the world is not out to get you, that you are just experiencing some really rough patches. Angry people tend to demand things, fairness, appreciation, agreement. Everyone wants these things and we all are hurt and disappointed when we don't get them, but angry people demand them. And when their demands are not meant, their disappointment becomes anger. And that anger at times is a way to avoid feeling hurt. But just because the hurt feeling is being avoided, it doesn't mean the hurt goes away. The best attitude to have in situations like this is to not focus so much on finding a solution, but rather focus on your reaction, on how you handle facing this problem. Because there's this cultural belief that every problem has a solution. And many times focusing on finding a solution triggers more anger because finding a solution is not always easy. So no need to jump to conclusions. The first thing to do if you are in a heated moment or discussion is to slow down and think through your responses. Don't say the first thing that comes to your mind. Think carefully about what you want to say. Like how many times have you been in a heated discussion or an argument and you're just saying whatever and they're saying whatever and nobody's really listening to one another. But at the end of it all, you get time to just really just have a breather and think about it. Something comes to your mind like, man, I really should have said this. This would have made more sense than whatever else I was talking about. Man, you almost want to like call them up again or something and be like, hey, I really meant to say this. And even if it was something still geared towards anger, you wanted to make more sense. You wanted to have logic and that logic is what you are trying to use to justify your anger. And that's where it kind of gets twisted. You don't want to justify your anger with your logic. You just want to control your reaction, whether you're right or wrong, controlling how you deal with the problem at hand and At the same time, you need to listen carefully to what the other person is saying. Listen to what is underlying the anger. For example, 
say you like a certain amount of space or you like your space to be a certain way and your significant other wants more closeness with you or they aren't as specific with how they care for their space like you are. So say you clean something a certain way and you expect them to clean it the same way and they don't. Or they don't understand why you become frustrated when they don't do things a certain way. If he or she starts to complain about your outings, like you are just gone all of the time, or they start to purposely or uncaringly make more messes in your space than before. Don't retaliate by painting your partner as if they were shackles around your feet or as if they are a warden of a prison or that they are someone that just has their hands around your neck not letting you breathe. It's natural to get defensive when you are criticized, but don't fight back. Instead, listen to what's underlying the words, the message that this person might feel neglected and unloved. And trust me, it may take a lot of patience and a lot of questioning on your part, and it may require some breathing space, but don't let your anger or your partner's anger or a discussion to spin out of control. The power of you keeping your cool can keep the situation from becoming a disastrous one. Own your part in those situations, but own it in a way that helps it, not harms it. And when you are feeling angry, if you feel like calling someone a name, like an insulting name, like a dirtbag or an a-hole but actually using the whole word. I'm just trying to keep it PG for this episode, but you know what I'm saying. And I feel we all at some point of time has called or at least thought of calling someone out of their name because we are angry. And sometimes we aren't even angry with the person that we call a name. But next time, hopefully there isn't a next time, but if there is, try to actually imagine and picture the person literally being what you want to call them. So if it's a dirt bag, picture an actual bag full of dirt and so on. And you do this to try and take the edge off of it at times. It ends up adding some humor in your mind so the situation can lighten up some. And for those, myself included with this one, for those that get upset when things don't go exactly as we want them, picture yourself and get as creative and detailed with your imagination. But picture yourself as some super supreme ruler who just owns the streets and the stores and just everything. And you are just striding along, having your way in all situations while others defer to you. And the more details, like I said, the better, because then maybe you can realize how unreasonable you are being and you can then realize how unimportant the things you are angry about really are. Sometimes humor really does help, but do know there are some things to caution in using humor with anger 
because don't just try to laugh off your problems. Use humor to help yourself face your problems more constructively. And secondly, don't give in to harsh, sarcastic humor. Do not turn into a smart you-know-what. That's just another form of unhealthy anger expression. Anger is a serious emotion. That That's true, but it's also often accompanied by ideas that if you analyze them, they can make you laugh. And everything is right with that happening because not everything is that serious or needs to be that serious. Some other little tips for easing up on yourself and anger are timing. So say maybe you and your spouse tend to fight when you discuss things at night. Well, maybe you guys are tired or distracted. So try changing the times when you discuss important matters so the talks don't turn into arguments. Another thing is avoidance. Say your child's room is chaotic and it makes you furious. Just shut the door. Don't make yourself look at what infuriates you. Don't say, my child should clean up the room so I won't have to be angry. That's not the point. The point is to keep yourself calm. So once you are calm because the mess isn't in your face, talk to your child and let them know that we keep our rooms clean in this house and make sure you set that example with your room. Don't demand a clean room from your child and you can't keep a clean room for yourself. Kids do what they see and it truly is the harsh reality. I know the saying goes, do as I say and not as I do, but that's not the reality of it. The last tip I have is find alternatives. If every morning you take the same congested way to work that leaves you feeling so much rage, well, find another way or leave earlier. Do what you can, again, to keep yourself calm. You have to remember, you can eliminate anger and it really wouldn't even be a good idea if you could. And in spite of all your efforts, things will happen that will cause you anger. And yes, sometimes it will be justifiable anger. Life will be filled with frustration, pain, loss, and very unpredictable actions of others. You can't change that, but you can change the way you let such things affect you. You really can. Controlling your anger responses can keep them from making you even more unhappy in the long run. So please, if you feel your anger is that out of hand, like mine was growing up, like you really can't control it and it's impacting your relationships and just important parts of your life, please consider some sort of professional guidance. And with whatever you choose to do to help yourself, always remain honest. Life isn't always going to be sweet. So no need to sugarcoat the sour patches. And with that, I am going to close this episode. I hope it has you thinking and hopefully 
has you guided in some sort of better path or better light and just realizing look we are human never forget that it's okay to not always be okay but it's not okay to not deal with your problems don't sweep them under the rug don't look for a substance to cover it up deal with it be honest be real and like I always say change your perspective change your attitude change your mind and you change your life I believe in you so believe in you too until next time I'm out